Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my podcast friends? It is Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio where we take it from the YouTube live stream, where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. The Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter is now being released, something that you guys have been asking for quite some time. You know, it's just a quick sip of social dynamics and what I'm currently exploring before your weekend dive. It could be an exchange from one of my clients and I, it could be a quick tip for you going out, it could be anything in the world of dating, social dynamics, relationships, human interaction, and then just all the other cool shit, whether it be around fitness, other podcasts that are blowing my mind, updates to the resources of wisdom where i'm gonna be able to let you guys know when new anime docos uh music quotes books etc get added to it yeah it's just a quick sip so it's free all you have to do is head to boldoja.com drop your email in there and you'll receive the very next sip hot and fresh this delicious episode is brought to you by boldoja.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the toolbox of game crash course to kick ass day game get you out there get your day game sorted Pair it up with a 30-day challenge and you will be sweet. You can also book one-on-one Skype coaching where we dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to help you move forward in your life. You you can get infill breakdowns, you can have HD recorded sessions so you don't have to worry about taking notes. You can also gain access to the Bowl Inside, which is priority messaging, which means you get access to me on my private WhatsApp number. You also get access to priority bookings, so you won't be waiting forever to get your session booked in. Finally, you can book in for those deep, immersive boot camps, the Day Game Foundation of Boot Camps. Have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set. You know, it's about attaining the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see a woman anywhere that you are, anytime, anywhere, no matter how you're feeling, and be confident that you know exactly how to run this interaction, bring the best of yourself, the best of your 50, convey that direct, congruent, authentic, masculine intent. Yes, sir. Bootcamp is just the foundations of that and the work to come, which you will be uh, heavily, heavily involved with me for the 12 weeks after that. So... Serious inquiries only, or via boldojo.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below. And anything that you guys do contribute, go straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. This client that I have, I've been working with him for on and off for a couple of years now, I would say. And, but particularly at the beginning of this year, sometime early first quarter, he really tried to have a, a good hard stab at really transforming his dating life, really cultivating himself. And he did a 30 day challenge and he was doing a lot of infill breakdowns with me because he lives across the world. I'm not going to say what country, but he lives across the world and wasn't able to come down to Australia for boot camp wasn't able to organize it when I went over to the US for boot camp. So he was just liaising with me through Skype breakdowns and that type of stuff. And what I found with him was that his masculine intent was very low, his presence almost obsolete, just the inability to stand in front of attractive women and just be there. His qualification was reflective of this, unable to really put forward authentic and genuine qualifying statements just he could only rely on preloaded canned shit in his mind it never comes off right it always pushes the girl away and that was what we found across this 30-day challenge however there were other things in his life that actually superseded that what we found was that he lacked tremendous purpose in his life and this was actually far more as i designated of his coach far more of an issue 
than his inability to put forward the best of his 50 with a random cold woman. And that I've said this a lot, and again and again, we kind of oh, got to get this charger in. Uh, good thing I didn't forget that. I say this uh, quite a bit. I know we are get off on a slight tangent, so I'll pull it back in a second. But for many guys, I often recommend that they just drop the dating altogether and get their life sorted first. Because throughout the last, I did an article on this in the Bowl Sip, uh, probably several several editions ago. But when you get your life sorted and you become someone who is focused on overall temple development, it just so happens that the social and the dating seems to fall in line anyway. Some people below, you got zero to 10, 10 being the absolute natural, zero being the hard cases of all hard cases. If you're a five and below, you're going to need more directed action in the dating focus for sure. But if you're an average guy and above, if you actually were to get your purpose in life sorted first, the dating and the social dynamics, not saying you're not going to have to work on it, but it will in fact come way faster. Anyway, so the reason why I'm talking about this is because this is the this is what I had to do with him. I told him like, listen, there's no point in working on your dating life anymore because you are just not waking up with purpose. And he's an older guy as well. He's not 18, 19. It's very subjective to where you are in life. You know, he's late 20s. He's late 20s. And I designated this being far more important. So for the rest of the year, he's been working on his purpose, working on why he's waking up in the morning. Shout out to that video. Uh, why do you wake up in the morning? It's in the best of the best playlist on the bowl. Just type it in. It's, it's worth a watch. It's quite short, but it's worth it. And and so he comes back to me. What is it? Where fuck, it's December, uh, it's mid-December now. So, and he's about two and a half weeks through his 30-day challenge now. So, well, let's say... Uh, beginning or just the end of November, just the end of November, he comes back to me and he got, oh, I can't mention this. I can't mention this part because this is far too sensitive, but let's just say some fruit was handed to him. Let's just say in the world of social dynamics and dating that he got a, yeah, as long as I don't mention the names, I remember there was a lukewarm interaction, which did not require any, level of social dynamic execution on his part he did not have to demonstrate his masculinity his masculine intent and all the other things that come through with a uh that he can control in his 50 he didn't have to necessarily execute on such a high level this was almost like it was a handball in australia it was a handball all right it was it was a layup if you're in america it was a uh you know it, it was a free lunch so to speak in a way and so he found himself in this sexual situation and enjoying this sexual situation that was a bit of a handball and he came to me saying Adam I know this is a bit dangerous because I know that uh or he asked me for advice should I keep doing this and we made actually a whole podcast on this we it was either a whole podcast or it was a whole Q&A where I made a whole thing on this on what to do with easy sex or maybe it was in the bowl sip one or the other I think it was in the bowl sip actually how to handle easy, easy sex and my recommendation with him is you know as a coach I, I'm not here to tell him what to do with his life. I'm only here to paint out what will happen based on which path he chooses. You know, you take left, that's what will happen if you go left. You take right, this is what's most likely to happen if you go right. And then you make your decision with that. And so, you know, my, I paint out for him that likely because you have not developed yourself. You do not have the pillars of a direct, direct congruent, authentic man. You've not learned what it means to know yourself in relation to others. If you continue this easy easy lunch, easy handball sex, you're most likely going to become very attached and very needy to it. And in fact, you're probably going to actually slide deeper 
into the Mr. Nice Guy bullshit, Mr. Nice Guy beta male vibe. All right, so uh, do what you will. So he did what he will. He continued the easy sex, continued his relationship, and yeah, found himself at rock bottom. Literally came back to me, I think it was like a month later or something. Found himself at rock bottom to the point where he just found himself, and I've got to be careful of details here, but let's just say all his pillars as a man had been broken. They'd all been broken. He was now at the whim and call of this woman who was giving him this easy sex. And he came, he came to me and he's just like asking for advice. And I'm like, well, I told you this would happen. That's okay. You got the experience now. Now this is what happens if you want to get out of this situation. So he, did, he followed my advice, got on a 30-day challenge. And man, this is where we come to this uh, first layer and this, and this transformation processing. I just thought it'd be very, I think it's definitely relevant to paint the context even as loosely as it is because I can't give you tremendous details. But he messages me, here we go, I can give you the message now. By the way, shout out to those of you that are in the stream right now. If you are here, thank you for being here. Say hi in the comment box down below. Drop me a thumbs up as well if you're enjoying this content. Would appreciate that. And uh, here we go. So I got this message from him. Yeah, so it was late November. Late November. He sends me this message uh, saying, Adam, with double exclamation marks. Guess what, bro? Finally got my first ever cold approach lay after a day three I had here at my house watching a movie. Now, with tons of exclamation marks. Just imagine his shouting. Uh, the reason why I'm happy to mention that is because that could be anyone's story. In fact, that's the story for most guys. First, first lays, you know, day two, day three after Disney and chill. That Disney magic, sir. Yep. And uh, he goes on to say, I still have a ton of work to do, but thought it was crazy. Ha ha. Uh, I'm going to send in that session ASAP, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Couldn't have done it without your help. And so, uh, yes. So that was his message to me. And I didn't respond immediately. I gave him some time. I gave him some time just to enjoy it. He was, he's gushing. Right? If you see all the amount of exclamation marks in that message, he's gushing. And of course, it's a very high moment. The, especially for someone like him, it's very different if you are maybe a five to seven on the scale, on my scale of our social dynamics. And you're not the hardest of all hardest cases. And you haven't been in a position where you've had your masculine pillars broken, where you've subjected yourself to the whims and desires of, of the woman and you're doing everything to please her and you're just this bullshit beta male. It's a very different thing if you have not been through that. And I, and I don't blame people for not understanding what this journey of social dynamics is. I, I don't blame mass society for not, for incorrectly, sometimes for the majority incorrectly perceiving what pickup actually is. And that's why I made, I made several videos when I first started this channel on what pickup actually is. There's pickup explained in one minute. And that's actually a, a pretty decent job of me doing it in about one minute and two seconds or so. But anyway, so I don't, I don't blame people because most people will never have... Hmm, retract. Most people will never have the humility to admit that they need to work on their social dynamics. I said this again and again. It's not that social dynamics and the pursuit of developing it is such a rare thing. No. What is rare is the few people that are willing to admit that they even need to work on it. It is That is where the rareness lies. It's not that for guys that find themselves and girls as well in the journey of developing themselves uh, so isolated and so niche. It's more just that most people aren't willing to admit it. When I... When I travel, I'm traveling all the time. When I'm out meeting people, whether it be in the night or the day, 
You think that it's just my client and I that are out there that need to work on this shit? No. Like, let's say this for example. On boot camp this past weekend, a guy flew down from Nashville. Shout out to Jay. He probably met somewhere between, let's see, 40 to 45 girls on day one and 30 to 35 girls on day two. So somewhere between 75 to 80 girls across two days. There's magic within that in and of itself. However, that's not why I'm pointing it out. The reason why I'm pointing that out is because it's not just, I don't just get to see him in relation to 75 to 80 other women. I get to see 75 to 80 other women in relation to him. I get to see all these different human beings. And this is just one guy. If you think about all the different guys that I've coached over the last four years professionally, and then probably the four years unprofessionally before that, just the, the sheer breadth the breadth of interactions I've been able to observe. And after having observed all these different people, you think it's just my clients that need to work on this social dynamics? No, they're just the ones that are humble enough to admit they need to. Like when I look at these girl, uh, other girls and even just in the quiet moments when, when he's interacting with shop clerks and people at the checkout, et cetera, et cetera, I'm always observing human interaction. And what do I see? I see most people struggle with social dynamics. It's just that they're not willing to admit they need to work on it. Now, bring this tangent back. The reason why I went into that is because I thought it's interesting because we just done boot camp. If you're somewhere between five and above, five and ten on the scale of social dynamics, ten absolute natural, zero hard case, you probably can't relate to this guy's story as much, and you probably can't understand why it's such a tremendous, tremendous experience. And just extrapolating macro, such a tremendous experience for someone to finally, after all the work, all the struggle all those hours spent on the tiles, all those hours spent on the hardwood floors, vodka stained hardwood floors. Just even saying that brings back the smells. Anyways, get drunk on that. And uh, not me drunk, but just drunk on the uh, the state that comes from that environment, which I actually do want to talk about a little bit. That might come a little bit later, actually. It's, uh, or may, I think that's an, actually, no, 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 no. It's an article that I want to do for the bowl sip is being state drunk. That's another article. I've got to remember to do that. Anyways, come back here. You go through this struggle, this tremendous struggle. And then finally, through all this work, you learned what it meant to bring the best of your 50. And at the intersection of that, you met a woman that you actually connected with. And at the intersection of those two things, magic happens. Intersection of those two things, magic happens. And you get to lead a woman the entire way through from open, from the moment you met her. Actually, the interaction really begins just the moment you saw her. All the way through, open, qualification, investment, close, day two, day three, all the way back here through sexual intimacy. And then you make the final, the final cementing of the true energetic connection through penetration. All while overcoming all the limiting beliefs and paper walls in your mind. All the things that you thought that used to hold you back, whether you're the short Asian dude, you're this overweight, acne-ridden uh, nerd, you're, you're this guy that was fucked up by his parents and his social group, always told he could never achieve. You never had any expectations from life. If anything, life was always telling you that you couldn't do shit and that you just bought into it because you watched Jersey Shore and MTV. And I'm not fucking one of those guys. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the guys training at the honor gym. I'm not the guys that are on the GQ magazine, so I could never get this shit done. And that's what you always used to believe. But then you stumbled across some video. You stumbled across some, some, maybe you saw met a guy at a gym. Maybe you, maybe you met a guy, hey Roy, <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Roy. Maybe you happened to meet a guy at a gym that 
just just through talking just you happen happen to stumble across this thing called cold approach and you went down this journey and were forced just again and again to face the mirror the true harsh reality of who you actually are and then not only that but evolve beyond that alchemize beyond that to the point where an attractive woman would actually see you as a sexual potential as a true alpha masculine being willing to let go of herself willing to place the sexual trust in you and hope that you wanted that and then you actually finally do all that you complete that that's why this guy's gushing that's why it is such a tremendous tremendous experience to have and listen i use the word lay to relate to you guys and i use it to relate to the community and it's a good buzzword that you get you in here but I, it's not my vernacular it's not my vocabulary it's just it's the dance between the masculine and feminine energy that's what i'm really talking about and the completion of that I guess it's faster to say lay than the completion of the masculine energy, feminine energy. So hold on. So now that's like kind of part one, just me giving you guys the context, explaining this guy's story, why it's such a big deal. And for this guy in particular as well, hold up. I haven't, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I address some of you guys in the chat box here, just in a second, uh, I haven't finished, quite finished his context yet. So I just, there's one thing I forgot to mention. He went through this new 30 day challenge post the easy sex and uh, which wasn't from Cold Approach. And then two and a half weeks in, I break down one of his infields. The infield. I break down the infield that led to his first Cold Approach lay. That is something magical in of itself. I don't even have that. I don't even have that from my first 30-day challenge. I don't have the recording of my first interaction. So that's something very special for me as a coach. Maybe you guys like so what <laughs> but as a coach for me it's it's incredible in terms of just like from a scientific point of view from a point of view of well this is what led to this from start to finish that's so magical and if you guys follow me on instagram at ui tang one i was it yesterday or the day before yesterday yeah yesterday because i delivered the infield breakdown yesterday that i almost couldn't believe who i was listening to because like I said, at the beginning of the year, I had done a round of infill breakdowns with him and he was struggle town, no masculine intent or very, very low, uh, very unpresent, very ungrounded, rushing, really not able to convey a true, authentic vibe, genuine, especially with qualification. And so, and closing was just out the window as well. Very transactional in his closing. So fast forward to the end of a year and I'm listening to this, this uh, interaction audio uh, infield that led to his first cold approach delay and as i'm typing as i'm breaking it down i'm like this is not the person i thought i knew this is just completely different he's so calm he's so grounded he's so present all of his qualification he's introducing the silent pauses i always talk about the sexiness and the silence and she's getting lit up by it and he's just leading effortlessly through the instant date when it came to finishing up the instant date and yeah, there's a couple small things to improve, of course, but it was like night and day. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. I was just at the end. I put a little note in my notes going, did he just like, did he just go on like a psychedelic trip before this or something? Like, he's just a completely different person. I've got to ask him, you do some shrooms before this or something? <laughs> and, and so we do this info breakdown session and it was just very, very beautiful for me to see how that led, of course, of course, this led to a day two. Of course, she wanted to come out and see him on a day two. And of course, she wanted to come out on the day three. And of course, she was uh, willing to honor that sexual trust, complete the connection of masculine and feminine energy through sexual intimacy. Of course, 
of course. So that's 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 where I want to finish up the context. That's that's it without me going into too many details. But I think that gives you guys a good idea. So I'm just gonna jump out, <clears throat> jump in, I should say, into the chat box. Say hi to some of you guys. Uh, if you're in this feed right now, drop me a thumbs up down below. If you're enjoying this content, drop me a comment, say hi, drop your questions as well, because we'll get to the Q and A uh, in in good time, in good time. And uh, yeah, let's go. So just dive in here. Zachy Vlog says hi. Welcome, Zachy. Good to see you here. Uh, I've been out of game for six months for no reason. Just been lazy, slipping along. Now I want to get back to game. So that's a question. I'll get to your question later for sure. Uh, willingness to learn, willingness to accept change. You've got to change that username, mate. It's far too long. I'm just going to call you willingness from now on. Uh, lots of love in your creations. Minus 10 minutes. That was either podcast 105, top 10 mistakes, or one of the earliest social Q&A problems. Okay, I think he's trying to time reference something I said there. Anyways, good to have you here. Thank you for being here. So now we're going to move into the tactics of how to uh, actually handle this experience, how to actually <clears throat> process this. How should this guy process this? What was my feedback to my client here who's gushing on this? Well, listen, this is there's two things. There are two things that happen to a amigo, to a hombre, uh, to a kyodai, when he receives his first lay from cold approach, either he rides too high on himself, or he dives too deep. Most guys they dive too deep. What does that mean? They get attached. They get attached to the fruit that dropped along this journey. And I will take a back step here in a second as to talking about where you are in the journey. Clock face. We'll get to that in a second. Just pinning it in my mind, but just staying on this for a second. You know. I'm going to marry this girl now. I want, to make, I want to have peaches and cream, waffles and pie with this girl in the morning. That's what it is now because she was the first girl that reflected to you the work you had put in. And now it feels like you summited. Now it feels like you peaked. Now it feels like... Because especially for someone... That's why I had to spend the first part of this potter explaining that context. Because you might not think that would be a thing as you might just have to trust my word on that a little too much. But now where you can see where this guy's coming from, oh, now you can see, oh, waffles and pie? Yeah, this guy probably would the next morning forsake his entire journey and just sleep in of her and waffles and pie, right? That's because look at all the work he had to, to put in to get there. It's like this must be such a huge relief for him. And this is where most guys come from. They get that first lay in and all of a sudden it's like rest, rest in ourselves, even though they were only a quarter way up the journey. They, they'd only reached, you know, the, the first camp up this mountain. And all of a sudden they decide that a, a peach rolls down and, oh, fuck, I'm going to forsake this journey. So for the guys that, hmm, now I should, hmm, pause, pause there. I want to hit you with a flip. So if it's that, that's the majority of guys. Most guys just peace out. They wave the white flag and go, I'm fucking out here. It's like they almost robbed a bank and it's like, oh, you get the fuck out of here. And you'll never see them again. You never see them in cold approach again. They just ride on that for the rest of their lives. Whether they get into a, most likely they'll dive into a monogamous relationship with this girl off the bat, right? Just so quickly, like as if, as, as if sliced bread is going out of style, they will get into a monogamous relationship without a doubt. And this is very, very disappointing, absolutely, as you can tell. Uh, for many reasons, uh, not... Uh, will we explain it a little bit later? No, no, because the, exp the explanation will come in, in a second. Because uh, I definitely want to dive back to uh, my 19-year-old self. 
um, or advice to my 19-year-old hypothetical son as well. I'm just keeping that in my mind. But I want to hit you with a flip now. Of the less, the less likely, the less frequent, but still just as dangerous, which is why I need to cover it. I talked about riding too high. Most guys dive too deep when they get the first lay. There is a small percentage of guys that ride too high. Now, what does that mean? These are the guys that think they're fucking Mr. Krabs now. They're running the Krabby Patty now. And they start walking around in in fucking in fucking velvet robes, buying brown leather belts, drinking alcohol out of tiny glasses. That's what these guys turn into. They they think they're the shit now. They think they are they think they were now christened, they, they were divine beings. They treat themselves as divine beings with them velvet fucking coats. And <laughs> just remembering one guy in general. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name, of course, but you, know, you don't want to be this guy for sure. <laughs> but you're not fucking Mr. Krabs just because you got your first lane now. That you, you still, and this, again, I need to get back to the clock face. I will get there in a second because it's going to bring, tie everything together. I just need to stop it for a second because I need to go on this. It's going to run on this. You're still Squidward. Right, you're still Squidward. You just, you're just Squidward on a better day. You're Squidward on a better day. And yes, you did. This, I'm not saying not to enjoy in the tremendous growth that you experienced, but if you were to ride too high on that and start thinking you're the shit and start, you know, bragging to all your mates and, you know, start, uh, you know, I see this is actually quite frequently. Like when one guy gets his first cold approach delay and all of a sudden decides he wants to be a coach now. Yet not only did he not finish his development, nor is he qualified to be a coach. <laughs> it's, I've seen, I see that quite frequently, actually. And why I have no problem with that is because the journey eventually sorts them out. Like Those guys, their channels last for a day. Their channels last for a week. They, they don't realize that, oh, they were just riding too high on themselves. And, uh, and yeah, just put, put down the tiny glasses of alcohol. You drink your alcohol in a regular-sized glass. Wear regular robes. You don't have to go out and buy a velvet fucking robe. Just, and, uh, I'm just thinking of one guy in general. Some of you guys like, does is that really what happens to guys? Is that really what happens? Uh, for one guy, it was. <laughs> for one guy, it was. And it also reminds me of a Seinfeld episode of uh, a Seinfeld episode where Jerry potentially gets into his first threesome, and, uh, and Jerry's like, I can't be an orgy guy. I can't be an orange guy. I have to get new shades. I'm going to have to get new carpet and start wearing fucking long robes. <laughs> but I actually know someone who started doing that. So all I'm saying here is that there is, I've had a client here, here. I'll, I'll ground it here for you guys. Cause I'm getting a little fun here. I grounded for you in that I had a client who once had, it wasn't his first lay from cold approach and he might even be watching this. Don't worry, my man. I won't be mentioning any names. I would imagine that he knows who he is. He once had three lays in one week <clears throat> for the first time. Now, for those of you that are living in a major metropolitan city, such as Melbourne, New York, London, uh, Toronto, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, I guess Toronto could fit into that list. <clears throat> for those of you living in set areas, it is definitely reasonable to be sleeping with three new girls a week, for sure. Potentially more. I know some guys more as well. However, for this guy, it was the very first time this had ever happened. And all from cold approach as well. 
And he actually came to me with the humility. He's one of my clients, one of my bootcamp clients, actually. And he came to me through WhatsApp, through my direct line, saying that, Adam, I'm noticing that I'm starting to, I'm starting to brag to my mates about this quite a bit. And I, I'm just, is it, is it good? Is it healthy? Should I not, Matt? He's like, oh, looking for guidance here. He's like, is this going to cause major issues with me? And very similar to the advice I'm going to give you now, which is actually a fantastic organic segue, is that, and yeah, so imagine he's my 19-year-old hypothetical son. He was, how old was, how old were you at the time? You were 21, I think. I think this guy, this client was about 21, could have been 20. Definitely no older than 22, somewhere between 20 and 22. And the advice that I gave to him, which I'm just going to give you in a more packaged version now, is this. Good. Keep moving forward. And with that little phrase, good, keep moving forward. It's even what I said to my client here. Uh, based on his first letter, it's like, good, keep moving forward. That's the way that you want to perceive any time fruit comes in upon your journey and a little peach drops from the tree along your, whether you summited it or not, whether a peach rolled down from the summit while you were climbing that mountain or whether you actually did reach the peak and you did actually find that peach tree at the top. Whenever you receive external validation, whenever you receive a form of uh, quote-unquote success that came from outside yourself, the number one interpretation for me is good, keep moving forward. And what that, and that, what that protects against is everything. Everything, but I'll make it more specific here in that, say it was my 19-year-old hypothetical son that came to me after his first cold approach lay. The very first thing I would do with him is I'll sit him down and we'll go through just like I spoke about in my full, go- full guide to going out in the day or night solo. It's one of the best, uh, I keep referring people to it because it's just it's such a great piece of content. It's really the only piece of content you need and to get started anyway. And I spoke about the hypothetical 19-year-old son version in that as well. And I'll be doing the same thing with him that I did in that to begin with, which is, okay, feedback process. Let's, uh, let's get the lessons from this. Let's not waste this opportunity. Number one, what were the overall positives of the situation? I want you to go through the entire situation with this first lay and just lay out all the positives. Right? And, what that, and what that's going to do is that it's going to give him a chance to act and execute upon the first part of that phrase, the good. Right? Focus on the good. Absolutely. Enjoy in all the work. He's going to tell me about, oh, I've been fucking hustling. I've been going out every single day for 30 days in a row. I've, having, I've, I've had so much shit to push through. There are times where I wanted to give up on myself. There were times even with her that I was freaking out. And you know, this is the next level of girl for me, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it is. Just positive after positive after positive. First time for this, first time for that, et cetera. I'm like, good, okay. We've got all that down. It's in his journal. Now, part two of the feedback system, improvements to make. What would you improve next time? If you could rerun and relive this experience of this first time lay, what would you improve? And this I would spend far more time on because there's no chance that, there's no one who's going to sit there in front of me and honestly say, oh, there's nothing they could have improved in this first time lay. However, the guys that ride too high on themselves act that way. That's why they go out and buy those velvet robes thinking they're the shit so we humble ourselves we humble ourselves through the feedback process of going well this is what i would improve next time and if i just think about my first lay it was all improvements it was an absolute abysmal absolute abysmal failure and uh well failure i failed so many different aspects of it um the rushing the uh, the acting from a place of scarcity the 
and I won't go into the full story here. Maybe later on, if you guys want to know, because I've spoken about my first lay from Cold Approach so many times, or I know all the hardcores of you all know it, but if you guys want to know about it in this session, just drop me a comment down below. I'll hit it up later quickly, but I don't want to keep the story rolling here with my 19, hypothetical 19-year-old son. And we're getting all these improvements in. And I want to really jot these all down for him because this is the humbling process. And once he's got all this together, I'm like, okay, that's good. Now, I'm going to ask him, what are you going to do now? And this is the next question. If you're watching this content and you just had your first lay, this is the first two things you're going to do. What are the positives from this experience? What are all the improvements I would make next time if I could rerun this? And then part three, what am I going to do now? And this is, this is the fork in the road here. And so let's say that my 19-year-old son says to me, well, ah, I'm going to chill with this girl now. I'm going to go waffles and buy over tomorrow morning. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just... I've done so much work. I'm a white, I'm a white flag, this bitch. I'm out. I, I'm sorry, dad, but I'm out. <laughs> he says that to me. I'm going to go, okay. I'm immediately going to go run that ice bath and I'm going to put six bags of ice in there and make him stay in for 20 minutes. I'll put him in an ice bath, six bags, 20 minutes. Let's go. He's going to be like, what? Why? I'm like, don't, don't even ask you. This is what you're doing right now. He's like, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not even telling you your decision's wrong. I'm just going to put you in an ice bath right now, six bags, Six bags, 30 kilos of ice, and we'll stay in for about 18 to 20 minutes, okay? I'm going to dunk him in that ice, take him out of the ice bath, sit back down, go right back, and ask him again. Now, what are you going to do? I have a feeling his decision is going to change. Now, I'm going to pause there and I honey dick you. Let's say he gives me the opposite, rewind, ask him, what are you going to do now after this first lay? And he says to me, he's like, fuck you, yeah. I mean, five more girls. Five more girls. I want to. I want to see how many more girls I can sleep with in the next week. All right. I would. I've told all my boys, and we're gonna just go on this fucking romp. We're gonna go on this romping session and see how many girls we can fuck. All right. That's that's his perspective. I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna put him in that ice bath. I'm gonna give him an ice bath again. But this time I'm gonna put twelve bags of ice in. I'm gonna put him in twelve bags, and let's see if he's staying for uh, twenty-five minutes, maybe thirty minutes. All right. Double the intensity. Take him back out. Ask him again. How do you first lay? What are you going to do now? I think his decision is going to change. Now, why the ice? Why the ice bath? Is it just for the shock factor of just literally taking someone out of a nice warm room who's on a fucking high <clears throat> of having their first lay and then just shocking them? Is that it? Part of it. That's maybe for the first 60 seconds. The first 60 seconds of the ice bath is purely shock and overcoming the neurological shock. So that'll, that's good. That's help. That's just, that'll help toughen him up in general. However, that's not actually why I'm putting him in the ice bath to help recorrect his decision. Because both are wrong, in my opinion. Both, well, when I say wrong, they will both lead to a path of darkness. And that's what I was going to explain before. If he decides that after his first lay from Cold Approach that I'm just going to dive now and that I'm going to go... I'm going to go waffles and pile of this girl, which means straight into a monogamous relationship. Forget about the journey now. Forsake my journey. That leads to darkness. Wait, hang on a second, mate. Are you telling me that you're summited? Are you telling me that you think you're done? That you've come full circle on the clock face? Fuck yes, let's go. Now we can get into the clock face. Listen, for everyone on the journey... Their first lay comes at a different time on their social development journey. If you imagine the clock face of social development from 12 to 12, right? for those of you on the podcast, just imagine 12 at the top, six at the bottom, you know, regular clock face. Okay. From 12 to three, 
unconscious incompetence. It's very unlikely you're going to find that your first lay comes within 12 to 3. Just because you're incompetent, right? And you don't even know how incompetent you are. All right? So it's very unlikely, yet it can happen. Hold on, missed that up. It can happen for sure. You can get a, you can just stumble across a situation. There was a situation on boot camp, I remember, with a guy who came down from Canada. Uh, Won't mention his name. Oh, can I? I just call him A. I call him A. He came down from Canada, from Montreal. Apparently, that's the real Canada. I didn't get to experience that. I went to Toronto. And uh, they were not that nice. <laughs> Continuing. I love to rip on Toronto because it's just like New York. It's like just a, it's just like a slightly smaller version of New York, especially in the vibe. <clears throat> Anyways, he came down from Canada. There was a girl, and I've spoken about this situation. There was a girl he met on day, I think it was day two boot camp. Yeah. It was either day one, oh, I can't remember which day it was, but I think it was day two. Because of what, yeah, because I remember I really wish I had it recorded, but it wasn't recorded because it came after infield filming. That's right. And this girl, she had a couple screws loose. She wasn't, I mean, when I say a couple screws loose, I, I don't mean in a retarded way. I mean in a way in which that she was just ready to fuck. Like from the very moment he approached, he would listen, his 50, he wasn't executing the very best of his 50, not even close, not even close. Yet this girl, no matter what, as long as, as a masculine being walked up to her and just led, just led, okay? She would have been happy to go with him. She was just, I don't know what, whether it was the, the alignment of moons, whether she had just gotten out of some kind of relationship or she was just horny as fuck. But she was ready to go to straight out of Foxtown. And to the point where it was freaking my client out because, listen, I remember where it was. We were in Burke Street, Melbourne, uh, Myers just in the opening where you connect to Burke Street Mall. And we're in Myers and he stopped her there and she was just like, just like suction, like a suction, straight to it. Octopus suction mode and everything. She's just like, oh, lit up on him. And I'm like, oh, this is down. This is instant day, right? Let's go. But he's been in this interaction for like five minutes and I'm like, why are they still standing here? Now, of course, this is day two of boot camp. He knows how to not only bounce the girl for the preliminary instant date, but then also to take for a much deeper instant date if it, uh, time permits. And so he knows what to do here. And I'm wondering why he's not, because it's very clear that this girl is going down on this guy. And so I walk by, and for some of my clients, I just kind of get lost, lost in the moment. And I just have to trigger them. Normally, this only happens on day one, though, where I'll just like walk behind them on an obnoxiously loud fake phone call, just like me walking by going, yeah, I've, got, I've only got about five minutes. Five minutes. And I'm like, like I'm on this phone call to trigger in his mind. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. So you got five minutes. Let's go chill for coffee. Got five minutes. Let's go to try it. And so I did that. And he still didn't, I knew he heard me, but he still didn't register it. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? This girl is so into him. She's an attractive girl as well. She's an attractive girl as well. And then finally, after like them standing there for like 10 minutes, he finally moves her off on the instant day. And I'm like, well, for fuck. There must have been something that I didn't know. There must have been something that I couldn't see. But anyways, goes on this instant day over. They go for a walk. They end up going on for a tram ride down to the Botanics, I think, actually, or somewhere down to the river. They were gone for some time. And apparently, he didn't, he didn't tell me. Uh, obviously, I didn't know until he got back which was that they were making out on the tram. He was grabbing, grabbing titty. There, there was some titty action. <laughs> and uh, it was very sexual. And he was telling me when he got back, he's like, he's like, dude, I can't, I can't do the Canadian accent. But he's like, dude, 
I don't know what just, what the fuck just happened. And I'm like, well, listen, is this a situation where you need to use the apartment? Because it looked like it was at the time anyway. It's like, no, I've, I've let her go now, but she's just fucking weird. She was really fucking weird. Anyways, we went and debriefed it. She's just a really strange girl. Anyway, the reason why I want to point this out, why, why did I go into this story? Well, anyways, the main point of that story is that, yes, some girls, some girls, no matter what, is that what I was talking about? That some girls are just fucking, they're just ready? Is that what I'm talking about? I don't fucking know why I brought up that story. It's going to be so funny listening back to this, but I do know in general where we are. And I'm talking, it's funny how I completely lost the point of that story, uh, but it's such a good story anyway, so I'm not that mad at it, but anyways, the main thing I was talking about here was, oh, clock face, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, clock face, that's what we were talking about, so I was talking about how it's very unlikely that you, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go, Friday morning, sometimes you're going to get a handball. Sometimes a peach is just going to roll down the mountain, even though you're only two steps up. That was a situation in which that this guy, in terms of his social dynamics development, was just nearing the end of 12 to 3. Like, he was just getting to 3 o'clock. But still, for sure, uh, relatively, just, just getting out of the stage of unconscious incompetence. So it's very unlikely that's going to happen. But for every guy, and this is the point of that whole point of the clock face, is that your first lay from cold approach is going to happen at a different stage of the journey for every single person. For me, it was roughly at about 6 p.m. I had just, I was just starting to get into conscious competence when I reached my first, uh, when I had my first sexual experience from cold approach. Now, I was just about 6 o'clock. Some guys, it doesn't happen till the end of 6 to 9, and they were just starting to get into unconscious competence. You know, some guys is, for that guy, that's why I brought up that story, was because... He uh he could have had his first lay from cold approach that weekend, no doubt. And it was like his first time doing cold approach as well, because he's from uh, it's boot camp, and he had no experience prior to that. But this was just a girl, right timing, who just wanted it. She wanted it, and if he wanted to use my apartment, absolutely, she was ready to go, hundred percent. And I've seen that happen a few times. It's very rare, but I've seen it happen a few times. Anyway, so his first lay, if he did execute on that, would have happened at like twelve to three. Very unlikely, but. Anyways, that's what I want to point out here. And the, I brought up the clock face. I was talking about my 19-year-old hypothetical son who, <clears throat> who has the audacity, who has, who has the chops to say to me, oh, I'm going to dive in on this white flag, the journey, forsake the journey, all because I got my first layer. Now I'm just going to go on a monogamous relationship with this girl. That's where the darkness leads to. You didn't finish. You didn't finish sharpening your blade. Your foundations have not been built, let alone the rest of your temple. So who do you think you are to all of a sudden you get this one piece of fruit comes in and you're fucking out? That's why the ice bath, and not just the ice bath for the shock, just to shock himself out of his delusion, but also, and this is what I was mentioning before because I didn't finish up the ice bath, it's the first 60 seconds will shock him out of his delusion, it's the other 18, 17 minutes that will show him what he's attached to. That's why the ice bath. Because once you get over shock, your body adapts. If you can survive the shock of the ice bath and you get your breathing in, then it's just a matter of will. It's a matter of will and understanding what are you attached to. 
And you can actually stay almost in indefinitely. You know, when you hear about Wim Hof's records of like hours in ice baths, uh, our, uh, world records submerged in Arctic water underneath the ice, all that shit, climbing Mount Everest in shorts, that type of stuff, it seems unfathomable. Like, you could, how is that fucking possible? Because we all, none unless you go through that type of cold exposure, what you don't realize is that actually the hardest part is just the very beginning where the shock is. The rest is understanding your attachments, understanding what you're attached to. And it gets deeper and deeper, like psychologically, as to not just am I attached to the warmth, am I attached to being warm, am I attached to comfort, am I attached to all these kind of surface level things, but am I attached to myself? Am I attached to my thoughts? Can I disconnect from my sense of self? This is what 18 minutes in an ice bath will do for you. And that's why I want my guy, my 19 hypothetical year old son, to, if he tells me that after his first lay, I'm out because I want to dive in on this girl and just settle down with her, monogamous, closed and locked, closed and locked, dad, right? I'm like, no, ice bath, 18 minutes, six bags, let's go, son. And then what's going to happen is going to find out, oh, through the shock and then through the test of what are you attached to when he comes out of it and we sit back. So let's say he manages to sit in for 18 minutes. I'm going to fucking force him. Like I'm going to make him sit in there. He's not getting out and I'll be there for him. Don't worry. But you know, in case he passes out, which is a real thing. So make sure you have someone on standby if you're going to do this. Once you get more conditioned with it, you won't have to have someone on standby. But I remember my first times doing ice bath. Uh, you can enter such a state of shock that you can go unconscious. So that can be quite dangerous. So just make sure you have someone in the house, someone on standby if you start to uh, freak out, okay? Just safety there. So I'm going to be there with him. But when he comes out of that 18 minutes in the ice, and I sit him back on the couch and I say to him again, I'm going to ask you this question again, just once more. And I won't ask you ever again. This is just once more I have to ask you something. What are you going to do now? And I will put money. I'll put large sums of money. On that now, he would say to me, I'm going to get back on the journey. Good, keep moving forward. He'd say to me some version of that. Good, keep moving forward. Uh, actually, Dad, forget what I said before. Um, I'm going to keep moving forward. Because what you learn through that process, and don't worry, it's not just ice. You could very well replicate the same thing through sauna. Uh, but I, just, I prefer the ice for something like this, just for the shock factor, because you don't get shock through sauna. That's a slow burn. Whereas a, uh, the ice is a acute, very acute shock, shock therapy. And so he would have learned through that process. And I think that's one of the things that I learned through ice is that my attachments are rubbish. My attachments are paper walls. They are all these fake constructs that have no legitimate standing. And that when, if I had ever allowed myself to enter the, del- the delusion of that now I've finished my social development because I got my first lay and now I can just rest. So what am I attached to? I'm attached to the validation of this woman. I'm attached to the comfort. I'm attached to not having to do the work. I'm attached to just resting with what I had already. You know, this complacency, this romantic complacency. That's what I'm really attached to here. And if you can go through a process that shows you that you, in order to last 18 minutes in the ice bath, you can't have any attachments. To anything. You have to let go of your sense of self. There's no room for thought. It completely obliterates all thought. So that's why. 
That's what I do with him. Now, flip the script here. Let's say it was the other version of my son in a, in a parallel universe who hits me with the fucking... The, uh, he thinks he's Mr. Krabs. He thinks he's running the Krabby Patty now. And he's got, he's got the, the tiny glasses with his alcohol and he's got the velvet robes. And he says to me, I want to try to fuck five girls this week. He, got, he gets that super inflated, swollen ego. And now he's riding too high on himself. Same thing. But remember I said about him, I said to him, no, no not six bags of ice, 12. I want to double the intensity for him. And this is why. And I know we're going on a fucking run here, but I love it. I love it. We'll get to your question soon. Don't worry. The reason why it's double the intensity for someone whose ego is swollen rather than someone who has resigned or chilled is because it is much more difficult to humble someone. It is much more difficult to grow the roots of humility than it is to grow the teeth of masculinity. For the guy, for my son before, the main issue with him diving into this uh, resting on the journey was that he didn't finish developing and didn't fully grow his teeth out. His teeth of masculinity did not fully grow out. Grow out. Now, it's much easier to drag him out of a monogamous relationship, put him through a 30-day challenge, put him back in a cold approach, and develop his teeth and get his teeth sharper and growing. That's much easier than taking someone who is riding so high on themselves that has gone so high that they've lost their roots and that now I have to reground him, dra- grab his roots from the air, plant them back in the soil, and then force them to grow back down. It is much harder to deepen someone's roots through humility than it is to grow someone's teeth through execution. That's what I've seen. For the guys that go velvet robe on me, for the guys that go Mr. Krabs on me, it's a, f- it's a, it's a journey. It is a journey to get them to realize that the external validation is not what this is about. That, yes, the, the sex is nice. And that, okay, even if he says to me he wants to have five new sexual experiences with five, with five women this week, that's not the issue. The issue is the vibe and the intent behind it, that that is the sole reason for doing it, and that that is what is going to provide him with his sense of self. So that's why double the ice. Double the ice and a few extra minutes as well. Because I need to humble him harder. Right? He needs to get humbled. It's, it's not the same with, with the other with the flip version, with the resignation. In this scenario, he's gone, he's gone, he's swollen. He's swollen, he's inflamed. And I need to bring him back down. So that's why I would hit him with a much, much harder shock therapy. And then I'm sure if he got out of it and he managed to uh, survive it, I sit him back down and I ask him again. So I'm asking you one more time, son. But I'm never going to ask you again. You got your first lay from cold approach. What are you going to do now? I put large sums of money that he'd say to me, I'm going to keep moving forward. Good. Keep moving forward. I just don't, I don't see a scenario in which that someone who goes through their first lay and cold approach and was so mistaken into thinking that that was the end of their social development journey or that that now was that now the peak of their social development journey. That either of those and then went, was forced to go through a tremendous ordeal of a 30 kilo, 50 kilo ice bath for 18 minutes or 20 and then come out and make that decision would not change their perspective. I'm, I, I, I would, I just can't, I can't envision someone that wouldn't change their perspective or at least second guess their attachments 
Because what's that guy attached to? That version of my son is just attached to the straight fruit. He is just attached to to the, the game, sex, and the money. Yeah, that's what he's attached to. So that's what I'd be doing. That's an, that's how I would handle my first lane. I wish that actually, I really wish that I had this uh, when I when I went for through my first cold approach lane. Not that I wasn't either or, which is interesting. I just would have liked to have heard someone talk about it this way. For me, I had no issues with perceiving my first how to handle my first lane for gold approach because I pretty much fucked it up. Like I pretty much made every mistake you could make within it and I acknowledged it all and got straight back out there. I kept moving forward. So I didn't make this mistake. It's just that so many guys do make this mistake because they didn't get humbled by the journey themselves. I did. So I guess this is me trying to humble you. So with this being, with that being said, I should say, that wraps up the content section of this social Q&A live. Junanaban, uh... I'm just realizing right now that I didn't, I never have a plan just in general, but we've been going for almost, almost an hour, not quite. But now what I'm going to do is I'm going to dive. It's funny because I've just been on an absolute roll. I've been rolling on this. Uh, We've got about half an hour now, half an hour now for your guys' questions. But before we do dive into that, let me take a deep breath and give you guys a chance to hit that thumbs up button down below in this video if you're enjoying this content. Uh, drop me a comment, say hi, any questions you now have on dating, social dynamics, or relationships, I am now free ball, we've got open math session, and uh, we're going to dive in here, we're going to have some free ball, and yes, don't forget, Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter is free, sign up, bolger.com, uh, how to date women at work, that's the article this week, you will only get it if you sign up before 3.20pm today, also the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist will be linked in there as well. For all of you that have been wondering what kind of music I listen to with girls. So, oh, and of course, the super chat option is available if you'd like to get your question bumped to the top. Uh, otherwise, I'm just going to try and get through as many questions as I can. Let's do it. So, the first question came from Zaki Vlog. Uh, he said, Hi, I've been out of game for six months for no reason. I've just been lazy and sleeping a lot. That sounds like a reason to me. <laughs> you just contradict yourself off the bat. Uh, now, I want to get back to game, but I have zero confidence. Please tell me something. Okay, so there's two components here. Been out of game for six months, no reason. Well, there was a reason that you're being lazy and sleeping a lot. Uh, now, I want to get back to game, but I have zero confidence. Please tell me something. So, Zaki, the first thing I would do is that I'd have a night on your own. I'd have a night on your own in which that you disconnect from all social media, you disconnect from friends or family, you literally, whether you have to go into your bedroom or you go out onto the fucking hill, under the stars, whatever it is, you need to be by yourself and you need a journal. Whether it's going to be your Evernote or it's going to be a pen and paper. And what you're going to do is you're going to ask why. Why do I want to go back out? If you've been wasting the last six months of your life being lazy and sleeping a lot, what's changed now? Why is now any different? We're currently in December... 18th? 19th? Not even close. 13th. <laughs> uh, so we're towards the end of the year here. I would, I would just ask that. I would ask what has caused you to waste the last uh, half of 2019. And I would get very much clarity around why I would like to do this. Because the journey of Cold Approach, Zaki, is not one to be sniffed at. It is not one to be underestimated. It is a fire of immensity and it will burn you if you are not ready. It's a fire of immensity that will either sharpen your blade or burn it down. The guys that get burnt down, 
they're the ones that come in with the jump that shit mentality. Right? They want to jump that shit, which means that they want to try and get it done in a day. They want to get it done in a day. They want to receive the external validation in a day. Right? They go out for a day. They go out for a week. They don't get laid. They don't get the validation. Fuck. Why flag? I'm out of this shit, man. This just doesn't work. Or it's too fucking hard. Right? That's where most guys come from. And that's why most guys never succeed. For real. You want to avoid that. You want to avoid that. You want to come in with a reverse mentality. That's a 10-minute mentality. You want to come in with a 10-year mentality, which is that, oh, I'm here to build a bridge. It's going to be slow and steady. It's going to be going out every single day for 30 days in a row. You've taken six months off. You need a 30-day challenge straight back in. If you want to know more details about that, just hit up my social Q&A on uh, how to go out solo in the day or night. There's a full guide there, and I really dive into the 30-day challenge process. So there's more details on it in there. And for those of you that are listening, because I won't dive into it now, otherwise I'd fucking dive into it every single session. But you need to go into a 30-day challenge. And by the way, the whole purpose of that 30-day challenge is just to illuminate. That's not to get you laid. That, that's not to complete your journey. No, that is to understand where you're at. You're taking six months off and you're acknowledging that you need to work in this area. Well, I need to see where you're at. If you're one of my clients, I need to see where you're at. So you're going to go out every day for 30 days in a row. And that's it. You have zero confidence? Of course you do. Of course you have zero confidence. You've been doing nothing. You've been fucking up. So how would, how, in what world would you expect that you would have any confidence doing that? None. So that's good. Keep moving forward. I got zero confidence? Good. Keep moving forward. I'm overweight, five, three foot, five foot three, short Asian dude? Good. Keep moving forward. I'm birth deformed left hand, short guy from New York? Good. Keep moving forward. Haven't slept with a girl my entire life and I'm 27 years old? Good. Keep moving forward. I don't give a fuck about what your excuses are. I don't give a shit about what your paper walls are up in your mind. It's all good to me. Keep moving forward. I'm yet to have met someone who has been barred from the journey of social development. I have yet to have met someone who has come to me as low as I've seen them. As low as I've seen them. I've seen guys that are in much, much worse, worse places than you guys that I've got it fucking done. I've seen absolute potatoes. I've seen absolute potatoes get out there and learn what it means to bring the best of themselves, cultivate their 50, bring that direct, congruent, authentic vibe to a woman and transform themselves. <coughs> I've seen this shit. <clears throat> and so there is no excuse under this sun that I will ever allow pass for why you cannot do this. I've seen them all. I've seen Pete. I've, 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 I used to coach a, special, a guy that was a tank driver in the army training for special forces. You think he didn't have time, uh, time restraints? You know, I, got, I, got, I got clients all the time that are telling me that, you know, I just don't have time to do this, man. I just don't have time to do this. They're like, fuck you. Like you, no, it's not that you don't have time. We all have the exact same 24 hours. You choose what to do with your 24 hours. And the same thing here with you, Zaki, which is that you got zero confidence. Good. Good. I like that. Let's build it up. That's your mentality. So you come back to your night on your own. You understand, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to go back out? And through that clarification of why I want to do this, you will then understand your attachments because you're either going to come out with something akin to a 10-minute mindset which means you're just trying to get validated from the things outside of you in a very short period of time, you're probably going to fail in the first week. If not, maybe if you're an absolute sociopath, maybe in the first month. But most guys fail in the first week with a 10-minute mentality. 
Or you're going to come out with something of the complete reverse, which is that, oh, I'm here to build a bridge, which means I'm going to humble myself by going out every single day for 30 days in a row. And then I'm going to review that and then decide how much I need to go out after that to build upon those skills to take me from 12 to 12 on the journey of social development clock face. But it's going to be a journey for life. And it's going to be a journey that I'm at least going to be in for the next 10 years. Will it take me 10 years to go from 12 to 12? I don't fucking know. And neither do you. I've got some clients that go 12 to 12 in a year. I've got some clients that go 12 to 3 in a year. Everyone's fucking different. Everyone starts in a different place in life. But there's one thing that we all have. Today. You can take that shit to the bank. So, I'm going to move on to the next question here. Uh, good question though. Thank you. <laughs> Get excited. So, uh... Willingness, which I'm not gonna. I refuse to say his full uh, his full username because it's ridiculous. Uh, willingness says to me, uh, a reason for my name, wink face. Okay, I'm sure there is a reason. I do not appreciate it. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, it was about paying for sex, going for easy sex. Okay, okay, just referencing something he's a comment he dropped earlier. Uh, PT comes in saying. First time I've had a chance to dive in live. Hello, excited to be here, friends. Uh, good to see you, PT. Thanks for being here. Uh, Zujan Warrior says, hi, this is nice. Hey, man. Welcome. I've never seen you here before as well. It's good to see you here. It is nice. That's a nice dog. <laughs> Coming out the window. Good to see you here, my friend. Thank you. Two new guys coming in. Good to see you guys here. Uh, not even questions. Just saying they're here. Appreciate that. PT then goes on to say, Rip... There's so many fucking people out the front of my house here. What are you, what's going on? Is there a parade? Is Mardi Gras on? I don't know. I start getting distracted. It's one thing of having a window. PT goes on to say, uh, really liked the bowl sip episode 10, uh, or edition 10. That's the weekly free email newsletter, bottledge.com. Sign it up. He then goes on to say, if you real, he now says, if you realize a month into the casual relationship that you've caught a strong case of Hey, the SSC syndrome. Is it possible to pull yourself out of it without going cold turkey on it? So great question, PT. And thank you for the reference to uh, to the bowl sip. And that's a deep reference because he's mentioned the SSC. So for those of you that don't know what SSC is, very simply, it is the she's so cool syndrome. Uh, if you weren't signed up for episode for the edition 10, then you have no idea what he's talking about. But basically what I was talking about there is uh, the death of attraction, which is the SSC. Whenever you hit a girl with this vibe of, well, she's so cool. She's so cool. This girl out on fuck. This girl is so cool. She's just so cool. Right, that SSC, which is just a child of the father of pedestooling. Pedestooling in itself is the overall macro tree. And then SSC is a very specific branch of pedestooling. That comes through cold approach in which that guys that get that SSC, it's because they've been in the cold approach journey, they meet a really awesome girl, and then they just forsake the journey because she's a really awesome girl. And you're know, just like, it's the next level girl. It's the next fucking level girl. I've never been with before. And I'm not sure if I'll ever get to be with a girl with this again. And fuck, she's just so cool. She's so cool, Adam. Right? That, that's why I forsake the journey. So it's very specific. I did a whole email on it. So getting to his question. Uh-uh. If you realize a month into the casual relationship that you've caught a strong case of SSC, is it possible to pull yourself out of it without going cold turkey on her? 
Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The way that I would... So basically what he's asking there is, there, is there any chance of saving himself without having to burn the relationship or just completely exercise him from the situation? Yes. However, it depends on the, the girl for sure and the degree to which you've hit her with the SSC. Because... Actually, I've had, a very, I've had a lot of clients that I've worked with PT that I have had able to turn their ships around. I've had some guys that have been docked in the SSC and then turn their ship around and get back out on the open water and back on the trade route, so to speak. And the way they did that was getting their teeth back, which I mentioned before in this earlier in this Q&A, was just getting back on the path. Because the guys that hit a girl with SSC, no doubt is almost always correlated with a lack of meeting new people. Because you would not have hit her with this SSC so hard if you were out there doing what you're supposed to be doing, cultivating yourself, growing yourself, learning who you are in relation to many other people. So if you just go back out, hit up a 30-day challenge, start going out five, seven days of the week, depending on where you're on the clock face of social development, right? just start going out and meeting new people. What you'll soon find is that your teeth, your masculine teeth will start to grow back out, you get sharper, and then those traits will then be recommunicated via proxy to the girl that you're currently with. Now, whether she accepts that or not, whether she gives you the time of day to even do that and before she pieces out, that's going to be on her and I can't tell you, I can't decide that for her. However, the only thing that you can do, Mr. PT, is, as I've just said, is just get back to your path. Get back on your path. Get back out there, start growing again and l- learn from your mistake of the SSC, never make it again. Good, keep moving forward. All right, thank you very much for the question. That was a great question and uh, especially for a first time who's in here. So uh, also, if you guys, if you're enjoying this session, drop me a thumbs up on the video down below. Drop me a comment. If you're watching this in post as well, uh, please uh, please drop a comment in post. It really helps the video out. And I always come back to answer the questions. And am I, is this the first social Q&A since What Is A Man short film has been released? I think it is. Is it? Is it not? I don't fucking know. But anyways... I just I, I think it is because I don't think I've actually thanked you guys for at least live for the ridiculous, tremendous feedback on the short film that I spent two months of my life working on, 140 hours of editing for this 12 minute video, a uh, film really, and the response was insane. Like the, your comments was incredible. I've just never seen a comment box loaded with so much high level reflective feedback. It was just and just feedback not just based on the film itself, but based on your own lives. That's what really hit me. I spent a whole night. Uh, yeah, because I was in boot camp. And I spent a whole night when I dropped into Melbourne last weekend just responding to these comments because, like, taking my fucking time as well. So, yeah, thanks, guys. So, anyways, PT, thank you for that question. Great question. Now, going back into this chat box. Uh, willingness says... Oh, hold up, PT. There was one other thing you had. There was a second part. That's right. The second thing you mentioned in your question. Is it possible to pull yourself out without going cold turkey on her? Uh, yes. Oh, no, no, I did address that. I just, I didn't say the end of it. But yeah, you don't have to necessarily quit the relationship right now. She may well do that to you though. So be ready. Anyways, willingness goes on to say, uh, genius phone call. Don't know what that means. Uh, then goes on to say, uh... What do you say about collaboration Potter guests? They are interesting. And now he's got some suggestions. Skylife in brackets, who's a biohacker. 
Uh, yes theory in brackets, seeking discomfort. Uh, Happy Hemmer, it's about self-growth. Rachel Brooksmith, actor. Okay, he's just listed a whole bunch of different people. Um, oh, he's also mentioned three people that have been guests on my place as well. On my, or have already been guests. Glenn Money, Alicia McGuinness, and Mikhail Kuha. Uh, he then goes on to say, all are on YouTube or able to be found there. So his question was, what do you say about those guests? Well, I can't say anything about the ones that you mentioned that I have not spoken with. He's mentioned, oh, the only person he's mentioned that I do know that I haven't spoken with is Wim Hof. Um, and yeah, I fucking love Wim Hof. Wim Hof's amazing. I'd love to sit down with him. Uh, but the other three, Glenn Money, Leisha McGuinness, Mikhail Kuha, all did a podcast with me here in the kitchen. And uh, they're great people. Absolutely fantastic people. Uh, he then goes on to say, all are on YouTube are found to be here. Yeah, cool. So, Romario McLaren comes in saying, hey, sup, Adam, is it question time? It sure is, Romario, drop it in. We've got about 20 minutes here or so. PT then goes on to say, as far as podcast guests go, uh, I think it'd be cool to see Adam on the JRE. Fuck, I would love to be on the JRE. I would love to sit down with Joe and just fucking have a time. I'd have a time. I don't think he's ever had a social dynamics coach on do his podcast before. I, I know that... No, I don't, and I don't even think anyone from the community, from because listen, I go well beyond just dating. Like my business expands well, and the content that I talk about talk about well expands across uh, dating. It's about the temple. Just go to what is a man. Uh, that short film will really give you a good idea of what it is that I work with. Uh, but also, like I, I was at the physio the other day, and my physio was asking me, so like you predominantly work around confidence, right? That's, that's what you do. You work, you help people to build their confidence. I'm like, that's an aspect. And actually, because I travel so much, I'm very practiced now at telling people what I do. And I, it always changes based on the person though, actually, like how I deliver it to them as how best I think they're going to understand it. And anyways, what I was saying to him is that, listen, I just help people to improve their social dynamics in all realms of human interaction, whether it be dating, family, business, anything. Anything and everything that the sun touches, I uh, help to improve. So anyways, I don't think he's ever had someone like that. That would be really cool. Goals for sure. And uh, But also the reason why I brought that up is because I don't think he's ever actually had someone on from a specific dating sphere as well. I don't think anyone from the dating community has ever been on the JRE. Not that I know of. I've only been listening to his podcast since uh, the first ever JRE I ever listened to was the flight, the one that was done on a plane back from Melbourne when he came down to commentate Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey when Holly Holm fucking starched Ronda head kick knockout baby and uh, they did a he did a podcast on a plane with Dana White and Tony Hinchcliffe that was the first JRE I've ever listened to and I probably listened I've been listening since then so he may have had someone since before that but I don't know anyways moving on WWE lovers oh wait no, no hold up I'm gonna skip Romario Romario goes been doing game for six months or so, and took me a while to realize that I had to tweak game to my culture. Damn, it's difficult, but I invite the challenge. So not really a question, but true. True. I've had uh, clients reach out to me from India, India specifically, and all it'd be India's number one, and then number two would be somewhere in the Arabs, somewhere in the uh, Middle East, right? Less, but some of them have reached out to me. More so India, though. Apparently, it's a huge stigma for to run up to someone on the street in India. But that's And I've never seen anyone do a day game boot camp in India. I've had one or two guys reach out, though. 
And I always, and they even told me that I'm not sure how well it would go down on the street uh, meeting girls in the day in India. I should probably do my research though. I should probably get out there while day. Just give it a bat. Just give it a bat. But anyways, Romario, what I say to what I say to those guys is uh, do the best that you can with what you have. If you live in a thirteen thousand, if you if you live under Patrick Starfish's rock of a town where you, everyone fucking knows everyone and there's no turnover, you're gonna have to you you have two choices: you either submit to your circumstance or you rise above it and you rise in spite of it. You know, I got I got a look at my bootcamp client from last weekend. He flew down from Nashville, USA, down to Melbourne, Australia on two days' notice just to fucking get this shit done. If you're willing to do it, you will find a way. And I know people that have circumstances, culture, population, et cetera, et cetera. You know, people always complain about me saying Adelaide's a small town because you've got like 1.2 million or 1.3 million people here. But it's not, it's not the population that makes a town a small town. There are cities in Europe that have 50,000 people 20,000 people that I would consider bigger cities than Adelaide. The smallness or bigness of a city is not based on the population. It's based on its turnover. Because you might have a residential population of 20,000 people. But if you've got everyone from around the world filtering in and out every single month, well, then it's as if you have several million people, 10 million, 20 million people in your city. They just don't all live there. Right, that's that's what Amsterdam's like. Amsterdam is a tiny residential living population. Let me fucking get that. What is Amsterdam's population? The residential population. Amsterdam residential population. Let me get this, because guys always get into it. One point. Hold on. While Amsterdam has a 2016 population of 813,000 at the city limits, the urban area has a population at 1.1 million. The city has a population density of four. Okay, that's not what I'm looking for. So actually, Amsterdam has more people than I thought it was. But 1.1 million, that's less than Adelaide. That's less than Adelaide. Yet its turnover is probably that akin to New York, which is really the point I was trying to make, which is that even though it's still a very small city, and that some guys go, but 1.1 million, 1.6 million is not small. Yeah, that one isn't in this scenario, because this is maybe not the best example. It kind of gets a little bit murky. But the point of what I'm talking about is that even though Amsterdam's population is 1.6 million, well, actually, that doesn't make sense because it says 2016 is 813,000. Let's just say it's 1.6 million. Its turnover is probably something closer to New York. Its turnover is many, is many million fold over that, over tourists coming through. Adelaide, what's Adelaide's population? Let me get this. Adelaide's population... <laughs> the the residential population of Adelaide in the city of Adelaide in 2016 was 22,000. That's not our actual uh, pop- city population, though. Um, our actual population is 1.3 million. So we've actually got less than Amsterdam, actually. However, we have zero turnover. So even though we have 1.3 million people within Adelaide, there's almost no turnover. It's so small. Like The girl and the way that you always know this, the way to check this, is did the girls you went to primary school with, are the girls that you went to primary school with still living in the city today? The girls that go to primary school and high school and uni and then get a job 
all in the same city, I don't care what your population is. If it doesn't have turnover, that's a small city. Because it's the same people. The same people live there. The same people work there. They, they will live there and die there. Popula- whether a city has a big population in terms of social dynamics, that's what we're talking about here. Social dynamics, it must have turnover. You could have a city that has 10 million people, yet they all fucking born there and no one fucking leaves and no one fucking goes there. That's a small city to me. Because you're eventually going to run out of new people. In which this city will start to feel small. There we fucking go. It's a bit, it took us a while to get there, but we got there. <laughs> okay, well, let me get back to this chat box. Where are we in? Where are we in here? Okay. Uh, uh, so yeah, Romario, I'll just finish up that question just saying, well, so we'll finish up with comments and saying just that please do not submit to your circumstances. Just rise in spite of them. Culture is culture, but you can always travel. This is not 1800s. It doesn't take three and a half months to travel via ship between Los Angeles and Sydney anymore. It used to take three and a half months to get on a ship if you want to go from Los Angeles to Sydney. Now, you can do it in 14 and a half hours, right? You can get shit done. WWE Lover says, hey, can you pose your bare foot on camera for a moment? Uh, That's fucking weird, and no. (laughs) It's just some weird fetish shit. That's some fetish shit right there. Uh, Yeah, straight no on that one. Uh, You have to pay for that shit, my friend. You have to pay for that shit. You you have to wire me a cut at least. Okay, let let let's have a bit of bad here. Let's have a bit of that. What what is it, you guys? Either drop me a comment in the chat box right now, or drop me a comment if you're listening to this in post. How much money would it take you to pose your bare foot on a YouTube live stream camera for an anonymous being? How much? For me, let's say 10k. Let's say 10k. You wire me 10k. My PayPal is Adam at Bulldozer.com. Uh, yes. Yeah. You can use that email. Oh, no, no. I have a, I have a specific PayPal now, which is paypal.me forward slash Adam Uwe, A-D-A-M-O-O-I. You wire me 10K? I'll fucking pose my bad on camera for you. <laughs> until then. Until then. I love these games. I play these games all the time. <laughs> oh, shit. There was, at the barber the other day, we were all, uh, <clears throat> there's this old lady that always comes by. I always trying to chat out the barbers. And we were, we were having some games. So, anyways. It's such a weird fucking question, though. <clears throat> okay, moving on to the next question here. We're going to wrap up in the next 10 minutes, guys. So, if you have any more questions, drop them in. Otherwise, we'll peace out real soon. And if you are enjoying this content, drop me a thumbs up down below. You know, say hi. Drop me a comment. It's a good time. It's a very good time. I'm loving this. Absolutely loving this. Uh, Romario... No, no. Willingness says... You haven't had a guest on for a while. That's why I asked. He's talking about the potential podcast guests. Before you did a collab with another in social and the Poto guests. Really love Poto 100 and posts on it. The Airbnb driver you had. What? Airbnb driver? Don't know what you're talking about there. I don't, I've never done a podcast of Airbnb driver. Okay. But I know podcast 100 was done on a plane. So I know what you're talking about there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I went through a stage of trialing guests and I just don't enjoy it as much. Yeah, I'll do, I'm, uh, if you guys know Sahud, Sahud Kaur, he's got a big channel. Uh, when he was very first coming up, I did a collaboration with him and, uh, he reached out, wanted me to have me on his, have me on his podcast. I just haven't had time to get on there because I've been hustling, coaching so much. So I'll be on his podcast soon, 
But yeah, I don't really have any uh, foreseeable plans to have any guests on. Not that I don't, not that I'm actively not trying to have guests on, but I like doing these social social Q and A's with you guys, and that's a far more effective use of my time. And uh, yeah, so it's just not been on my uh, on my on my dime piece. It's not something that much interested in at the moment. Not that I won't be in future. Uh, Romario goes from the Caribbean, and cold approach is highly uncommon. Furthermore, my question is, how do you attract older women when, where I'm from, they're indoctrinated to only go for older guys with assets? Listen, that's Romario. That's a very wide. That's that's a that's a wide sweeping generalization. I highly doubt you've met all attractive older women. Now, it very may well be a stigma. There are stigmas in every city. Absolutely, I'm not denying your stigma. However, to say that to preclude yourself from going after older attractive women because you think that they will only go for older guys of assets, if that was if if I was in your situation, I would try to prove that wrong. I would go out every single day trying to meet as many milfs as I could. That's what I'd be doing. That's part one. Part two, I would be making plans to move. If you don't like your situation, don't submit to it. Rise in spite of it. Make plans. Start up a start up an investment fund. Start up your investment savings account in which that 10%, 20%, however much of your income, a minimum 20% can be dedicated. Every paycheck you get goes straight into that and that's going to be your war chest. And then eventually in time, compounds on itself, you'll have enough money in the funds to be able to move out. Simple. Just requires the courage to do so requires the discipline to do so but do not submit i'm not arguing with that maybe in the caribbean these girls they listen i ran a day game boot camp in south beach miami now if any city has a stigma which is that oh these girls only go for the rich guys because south beach miami is it's like a it's like an aggressively status symbol city it's like it's lamborghinis it's it's steaks that cost $200 minimum. It, it, it's, it's show up as much as you can show up type of city. And I met, oh, me and my client, met some girls there. Met some girls there, older women as well. Got to observe a lot of the interactions of older women as well. And this idea of that they would only go for a rich older guy, uh, their sugar daddy. That's the idea of Miami South Beach. Girls go down there to find their sugar daddies. Uh, yeah, maybe that is a stigma in larger society, but it doesn't mean shit when you actually provide the best of your 50, a direct, congruent, authentic vibe in a cold interaction because she doesn't see any of that in that interaction, which I've said again and again time after time. Go watch uh, Instant Day with a birth deformity. I discussed these things very in-depthly in that bootcamp recap uh, for my client who had a deformed left hand. So my friends, uh, I'm going to address these last questions and peace out. Willingness says quite high. Imagine what they're going to do at home. At least $69. Don't know what that means. Uh, No, meant him. I think he picked you up from your Airbnb. Uh, He mentioned he liked the way he was treated. He opened up to you, took a picture together. No, I still don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) I've taken one guy out the front, a picture of out the front of an Airbnb, but he wasn't, he was just a worker. But it wasn't someone who picked me up from me. And it wasn't someone I've had on the podcast either. So I don't know who you're talking about. Anyways, Romario says, thanks, man. And that's where we're going to end this session. So, my friends, thank you so much for being here. I uh, had a hand with you first lay. Uh, this Q&A was good. Sp- particularly PT. I want to shout out to PT's question. Because not only did he reference the bowl sip weekly in my newsletter, but something very deep in it, which tells me you're actually paying attention. And they're actually diving in deep. And that you, if you told me you're in a casual relationship, that means you're also out there hustling. So you're my... 
you're the type of guy that that I really make this shit for. It's like, while I'm here for the guys that just want to do nothing, fine, do nothing. But the guys that I really respect are the ones that actually change their lives. The ones that do not submit to life and that I actually actively go forward and change their lives. PT, I can tell that you're doing that, so I want to give you a major shout out for that. My friends, let's wrap up this sesh. And I really do thank you for being here. Social Q&A is back. We're hitting up Christmas holidays and Xmas ho- and New Year's holidays are coming up. I'll see how we go with the Social Q&As because, to be honest, I dedicated two months of my life every single day to that short film. And I've been back-to-back boot camps, back-to-back boot camp recap videos I'm editing right now. I'm, uh, I'm burning the candle pretty hard at the moment. So I might take two weeks off over that period. We'll see how we go. As long as you're signed up on the Bolsip email, you'll get these updates anyway. And also on Instagram, Turn one catch me there. So I thank you guys so much for being here. Wishing you the best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much for diving into this episode of Social Q&A live, my friends. If you would like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on the gram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang-1. Also, if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one, just on YouTube at The Bowl every Friday, at least for the foreseeable future, we will be doing this at 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, which is Adelaide time, converted to your city, of course. Now, just before you go as well, don't forget, the Bowl Sip weekly free email newsletter is now alive. If you guys would like a quick sip of social dynamics and all the other cool shit I'm exploring before your weekend dive, just head to bowldozer.com, drop your email in. There'll be a confirmation email sent to your inbox. Hit yes on that and uh, you'll receive the very next sip. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at bulldozer.com, or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that'll be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by bulldozer.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30-day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also booking one-on-one Skype coaching, where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life. And if you'd like to become a bowl insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well which i cannot do for everyone it's only for the bowl insiders you can also book those through the website and also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your day in life be anywhere and be in any state see that woman that you're so much attracted to coconut oil style <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50 and of course day game foundational boot camps you can sign up for those at all at now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through bulldozer.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash ADAMOOI. All the links are down below. And anything that you guys do contribute goes straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And of course, I'm wishing you all the very best in your life, the very best in your journeys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.